the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Last week we were in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8, and we talked about the riches of Christ. And I'll reread that verse for you. I'm reading out of the Amplified. And it says, To me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, God's consecrated people, this grace, favor, privilege was granted and graciously entrusted to proclaim to the Gentiles the unending, boundless, fathomless, incalculable, and exhaustless riches of Christ, wealth which no human being could have searched out. Paul says, I've been empowered by God to talk about the riches of Christ. And as I pointed out last week, that empowering wasn't all about just giving him words to say. As we have learned in our own life, truth is not taught, it's demonstrated. So Paul has had the demonstration of Christ's riches in his life as he has seen persecution and sword and famine and all kinds of issues that would normally make the flesh lose hope but cause the spirit to soar in the truth that God is in control. That none of those things take life from us. And Paul says, I have been empowered to declare the riches of Christ and it is my ministry given to me by Father but you know what I would argue that while it was a dispensation for Paul it's the ministry of the body of Christ it's not Paul's exclusive ministry it's yours and you're being empowered you're empowered to see the riches of Christ every day For it is in contrast to what you live through during the day. When you lose hope and you remember a little voice inside of you comes back and says, Your hope is not here, it's in Christ. And you return to Him and the riches of Christ are revealed. When you lose your sense of balance, when you lose your sense of reason, when you lose your sense of safety or security or provision, all of those things, as Christians we run back to Him. And we're reminded, you know, he doesn't have to restore anything but our ability to see the riches we have already in him. That's what he does. You see it, if you minister to people who are, who are dying, you see the riches of Christ. 
Oh, you don't see it in the decaying body. But what you see is a person who stands, who sits there or lays there with radiant hope and expectation to see something that is so far beyond, so far above living out life in this body. They have a vision for the riches of Christ. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't just about our deathbed. God didn't reveal the riches so that one day in heaven we might see Him. The riches of Christ are the greatest manifestation. It's here. It's here. Let's start with it. Grace. Do you need grace in heaven? You think you're going to need it? No. His grace. His wisdom. His mercy. All that is t- that you know about Christ and have experienced about Him that has drawn you into any sense of intimacy with Him, you experience the riches of who He is. His character. Body of Christ, we are to be the manifestation of the riches of Christ. We talked about the riches of Christ are expressions of His very life. And so far beyond our comprehension that we have nothing to compare them to. And the words that he uses in that verse, in verse 3a, uh, unending, boundless, fathomless, incalculable, exhaustless, and, and what no human being can search It's indescribable, it's incomprehensible, it's immeasurable, and we have nothing to compare it to. Wouldn't you agree with that? Well, why are we always comparing our sin? Why are we always believing that somehow our sin is bigger than God's grace? Why are we always believing that our sin is somehow outstretched God's mercy? You can't compare your sin, your failure, your loss to the riches of Christ. They're not comparable. So great are His riches. We are the expression of that. Corinthians 4.9 says, this is Paul speaking again, For it seems to me that God has made an exhibit of us apostles, exposing us to view last of all like men in triumphal procession who are sentenced to death and displaying at the end of the line. We have become a spectacle to the world, a show in the world's amphitheater with both men and angels as spectators. What he's he's showing here is back in the days of conquerors, they would come into the city with all of their conquered victims in the back in chains in a parade. The soldiers would come forward and the victims ready to die would, would march past in chains. And Paul is saying that this is the way God has set us up, that we're on display. Now why would he make that statement? He says as apostles, we're suffering all kinds of of persecution. We're suffering all kinds of tribulations. And and we're doing this, and, and we believe that the world is spectators seeing us suffer. Why do you think God would do that? Is he asking that question? No. He's making a statement. Let me tell you something. The reason that Paul is making the statement is that he's saying, if you look at us from the outside, what you're seeing is a bunch of men who seem to be put upon by the world. But I'm telling you that we are in triumphal procession going forward and we are displaying the riches of Christ for His grace, His mercy, His power in our life is so much greater than the chains and the scars that we bear. Our lives are displaying Him. 
And we are displaying the glory of God. And the whole world watches us. The whole world watches us. But not just this world. The angels themselves are amazed. They're watching. The heavenly spectators. You know, there are many who've gotten distracted with the whole idea of what riches, the riches of Christ are about. And you know them. They're now wanting the riches of the world, or they come to Christ wanting the riches of the world through Him. And they're so convinced that they live on this world's economy, that, that they want God to prove Himself through this world's economy. Listen, Christian, you've got to recognize who you are. We don't live by the wealth of this world. We live by Christ. We don't live by the provision of this economy. We live by Christ. We don't live by the security of this nation. We live by Christ. We don't live by what we can give to our flesh. We live by Christ. And if we begin to value those things and believe that those things are life to us, we lose life. I don't mean God leaves us. I mean we're blind to it. And we live in despair. Don't trade the truth of what God has given you and the riches. And He declares this as riches. And He declares it and He says, Paul, let everyone know. And He wants the angels to see the display of it. Because God sees the richness of it. Those words are His. For those people, they have not learned the truth that Jesus is enough. Have you learned that? Have you longed for a heart, the heart of Matthew 5? Do you remember Matthew 5? Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who mourn. Basically those who have been humbled by life. Those who have suffered loss. Those who have been long-suffering. Those who have been persecuted by the, for their faith. The Bible's calling them blessed. Because they have the riches of Christ. They've exchanged all of this for what? They shall, if you look in the Amplified of Matthew 5, you see these words. It says, they shall enjoy the truth of their spiritual prosperity. They're living in the reality of what God has given them. They will experience the revelation of God's matchless grace. That is the truth of every hardship we go through. That if we put our eyes upon Him, we experience the truth of God's matchless grace. We don't see it any other way. We're blinded. Oh, that we could walk in the revelation of His grace in a moment-by-moment basis. But we take it by faith. By faith His grace is sufficient. You can't see it. You can't always see it. But I tell you what, the people in the heavenly see it. The people around you see it. They see the life that's being upheld by the Lord. They see it. The world sees it. They resent it. They resent the contrast. Matchless grace. I'm not saying that we enjoy loss. I'm saying that loss in this world is inevitable and unavoidable. And God has interrupted loss with the vision, with the experience of His life. For it's in the midst of loss we see how much we've gained with Him. Romans 5, verses 3 through 5. And the Amplified says, Moreover, Paul speaking, 
Let us also be full of joy now. Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient and unswerving endurance. And endurance, fortitude, develops maturity of character, approved faith and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. And such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has, who has been given to us. Is that your perspective? Have you been reminded to rejoice in the hardship? Well, you can't possibly do that if the hardship is all you can see. If the hardship is your focus. If the hardship is your, your, the center of your attention. But I'm telling you that moment by moment living before the Lord is constantly bringing our focus back to Him. That in the midst of life we say, yes, this is true. I have lost this. But I turn my eyes and I say, but I've gained it all in Christ Jesus. It's all in Him. I have life in Him. I will rejoice in that life. Not in the loss, but in the life. You know, the truth is, if we don't see God in these situations, we despair and we lose hope. And what's worse, you want to know what the worst possible thing that could happen? It's that we put our eyes on us and we become self-centered. We allow ourselves to carry the torch of self-pity. And then God can't be in the picture. You know, I've seen people who've walked around with that that martyr complex for so long. And, you know, you listen to them and all the things that is tragic and so forth. But to try to turn their eyes, they will not turn their eyes towards Jesus. They'll give Him acknowledgement, but they are not going to focus on truth because they're not going to give up their standing in self-pity. They're just not going to let go of it. Have you ever been there? God has a better way for us. Let us rejoice and exult and triumph. How can you triumph in your troubles? Recognize the truth of of the richness of your life. We can be satisfied with the richness of His life and the blessings that are reaped from our intimacy with Him. We should see ourselves as spiritually prosperous. Do you see yourself that way? Child of God, you're rich. You're rich with the the wealth of His life within you. You are rich with His grace. You are rich with His mercy. You are rich. You are part of the only plan that's going to work. You're part of the only plan that's going to be victorious. Everything else is going to fall by the way. Nothing else is going to work. I don't care how big they get. I don't care how big China is. I don't care how big this country is. I don't care how big, how powerful. Did you see the display? Did you see all of that military display? Wasn't that something? It's nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's the glory of man. And listen, guys. Man is like the grass of the field. The only thing that makes him of value is the life that God puts in him. And you know what? The Chinese don't want to believe this, but he holds them together by the word of his power. Just like he holds you. The fact that you are here today is you're sitting. You are literally sitting in the purpose of God. 
You are sitting in the purpose of God. You know how I know that? You're here. You're here. Can we rejoice in the purpose of God? Can you see yourself as spiritually prosperous? The riches of Christ are made evident through faith in the midst of loss, sickness, persecution, and rejection. Ephesians 3.9 Also to enlighten all men and to make plain to them what is the plan regarding the Gentiles and providing for the salvation of all men. Of the mystery kept hidden through the ages and concealed until now in the mind of God who created all things by Christ Jesus. To enlighten all men. To illumine the minds concerning the plan of God. Now that's, that harkens back to Ephesians chapter 1. You remember his prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17, 21? He says, For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that He may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of Him. By how? How? By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, illumined, so that you can know and understand the hope to which He has called you, the planned, and how rich is His glorious inheritance in the saints, His set-apart ones, the riches which He exerted in Christ and has raised Him from the dead and seated Him at, at His own right hand in the heavenly places, the heritage far above all rule, authority, and power, and dominion, and every name that is named above every every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world to come, that you may know, that you may be enlightened. It is His will for you to know. What does that mean? What are you here for? Why do you walk upon this planet? He had plans for you you from the beginning that you would know Him. That you would be illumined to all that He has given to you. That your mind and your heart would be set upon the riches of Christ, not upon the riches of this world, not upon what you may gain here, but upon the wealth, the unfathomable wealth of His presence and His life within you. That you may know... All of life, all of this world, all of circumstance has been geared to reveal your need for Him. That's it. That you may know. Out of every tragedy, Christian, you come out knowing you need a God. Out of every failure, you come out knowing you need a God. Out of every victory, you come out knowing you have a God. I'm telling you that this life has a purpose. And it's not to bring you closer to Jesus. You have His life if you know Him. It's to give you revelation, illumination of what you already have within you. The very riches of Christ. His life. That you may know, that you may be enlightened as to the plan of God through Jesus for the salvation of everyone who will believe. The supremacy, he talks about Christ, the supremacy of Christ in every realm. Can we believe He's supreme? Can we believe He's sovereign? That you may know that He is. It's His determined work that you may know. 
It is Paul's prayer that you may know of His supremacy, of the richness of the life that you've been given in God. Do you rejoice in that? Or do you passively accept it? Or do you passively acknowledge it? Listen, Christians, we should be the most victorious people that walk the face of this earth. You know why there's so much despair and heartbreak in the, com- in the Christian community? One word. Unbelief. Unbelief. They refuse to believe the truth about themselves and about what God says about them and what God says about Himself. They refuse to believe. They believe that they would be a hypocrite. They're so wrong. Hypocrisy is living like you don't have a God. That's hypocrisy. God has given you so much in His life. We moan and cry over the loss of things. We moan and cry over the loss of of earthly relationships and senses of security and all of these things. And how much time do we grieve over time lost not walking in the reality of His presence? That's where we ought to be grieving. Blessed are they who mourn. Christian, we're not waiting to know the mind of God. Do you ever feel like you are? We're not waiting to know. We're not waiting for revelation. He's already revealed it in Christ. Oh, you may not understand it, and you you won't understand it when you get to heaven. The angels don't understand it all. That's why they're watching. It's like television for them. They don't understand it. But we have the truth The difference between having the truth and living the truth is faith. Now let me just clear something up. You've got all the faith you need. And you're not going to get any more, by the way. Okay? Faith is like an eye or an ear. It's a receiver. You can hear it. It's there so you can hear and you can see the work of God. And as you look for the work of God, as you listen for the work of God, my sheep hear my voice. And when you hear Him, the hope, the truth is strengthened in your experience. Do you get that? Oh no. Faith is not something that just people with big hair and pinky rings have got. Faith is for every man and every man's born with it. And we have the richness of it because it is our ability to, to experience the reality of our Christian walk. God's heart is revealed through Christ. What He has purposed from the foundations of the world. He is created, it says at the, at the bottom of that verse, and this is, this is one of the things I love. Down at, at Ephesians 3.9 at the bottom, he says, Who created all things by Christ Jesus. Do you see the relevance of that? Created all things by Christ Jesus. Nothing was created without Christ. Well, here's the truth of it, guys. The life of all creation, the one who spoke everything into place... Christian is in you. He is in you. Now do you think that that life has any obstacle on this earth? (laughs) No. That life has overcome all things 
that life holds everything together. He is bigger and greater than anything that your eye could possibly take in or your ear could possibly hear. He is so much greater than this life. But here's the other truth of it. Because He has made all things, because He holds all things together, even the worst and most vile individual will recognize Him. We are never at the point where we are not able to recognize Jesus if we will yield. If we will turn our eyes towards Him. He has set this life up that we could see Him. That we could know Him. And all of this world was put together to manifest Him. Did you get that? It was all put together for that purpose. Now think about it. God created through Christ a man. And in that man he gave him the capacity to experience life on a world that he created through Jesus Christ just for man. He has given you and empowered you through His Spirit within you the capability to experience and know Him in everything around you. You are not limited in any way to know Him. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas. 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.